Oh, right. Children, at the front. What I, what I want you to do... Are you listening? Isabella. What I want you to do is use your whole imagination and draw the best picture of God you can. And something that God does. So your best picture of God and something he does. There were a little girl and she were in the living room and her mum come in and says, Alice, what are you doing? She says, I'm drawing a picture of God. She says, that's lovely, but nobody really knows what God looks like. They will do by the time I've finished. <laughs> so by the time I've finished today, hopefully these guys have given us a better idea what God looks like. He made the heavens and the earth. He made the jumping flea and kangaroo. And he made... He flung the stars in the sky. He taught the birds how to fly. And he... He made... Yes, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. You thought I were doing nativity, didn't you? No, not, not this week, not this week. I'm a bit warm. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Today we're continuing to explore what it means to be an extended family on mission together. And this verse tells us that God has got many good things for us to do together at Freedom Church. And it's for the glory of God and for the good of this city. First, I'd like to spend a few minutes just looking at the question, who God made us to be. Because I think that'll help inform us of then what God wants us to do together. There's a great quote by John Stott, a Bible teacher, and it says that Jesus does what he does because he is who he is. I reckon that would sound really good in a John Wayne accent. Can anyone do a John Wayne accent? Hey, can you do one, Phil? You're good at accents. Come here, come here, come here. This is the body working together. Can you see? Right, here it is, look. Your best John Wayne accent... And it, I just want you to read that, that bit there. Jesus does what he does because, here we go. I don't know if I can do this. Go on, go on. <laughs> Jesus does what he does because he is who he is. Hey, yeah, fantastic. I never knew John Wayne were Welsh. There you go, hey. That were brilliant. I can't do accents. Jesus does what he does because he is who he is. Jesus' identity informed the works that he did. What does that mean for us at Freedom Church? Because often we can have it the other way round. We define who we are by what we do. You hear people say it, oh, my name's so-and-so, and I'm a dentist. I am a dentist. Or you might hear another one, I'm so-and-so and and I'm a stay-at-home mum. Those I am statements speak of identity. Is that who we are? As a family together on mission, 
It's important to know who God says we are. Because then that will inform us on what we do together. So, who are we? Verse 2, chapter 2, tells us that he's created us for good works. But we can't start there. We have to start at the beginning of the verse. It's always dangerous to start in the middle of a verse. And the beginning of the verse says that we are God's workmanship. The word used here is a Greek word called poema. Look at that bit of Greek, eh? A bit of Greek, eh? Poema, which we get the English word for poem. Freedom Church, you are God's poem. The Jerusalem Bible translates it as, you are God's work of art. Freedom Church, you are God's work of art. I've so appreciated Steve Kerry's teaching over these last few months. I don't know about you guys, but it's encouraged me, it's blessed me, it's challenged me, it's made me toast curl, it's rebuked me. It's been such a privilege to sit under some of Steve's teaching. And one phrase what sticks with me is, I'm just the postman. I love that phrase, I'm just the postman. There's a delivery today. Freedom Church, can you receive it? You are God's work of art. You are, you are his poem. It, this verse takes us further than just delivering letters. What this verse does is says, we're actually the letters that people are going to read. Scary. But we are God's workmanship, and we are the, we've heard it in communion. It's been coming through all the time. We are God's letters. We're not just postmen delivering truth. We embody truth. We are his workmanship. Is that how you see yourself? Is that how you see others? Is that how you see the church? Or is it more like Edvard, Munch's, Edvard Munch's painting, The Scream? Have we got one? Oh, there we go. Just in case you didn't know, I didn't know who it was, but I remember this picture and he's like this. It's important to understand the Creator's work in this workmanship. We are God's work of art. There we go. Look, is that how you see it? Is that how you see it? I hope not. We are God's work of art, but we are created in Christ Jesus. We are not a beautiful work of art in and of ourselves. It is in Christ Jesus. Yes, it's true, all humanity does have the creator's brushstrokes on it. But the early part of chapter 2 paints a very different picture. The reality is, apart from God, we were in a real mess. We were a broken canvas. We were hopeless. A grotesque portrait. Let's have a look at the beginning of chapter 2 together. 
As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were nature objects of wrath. We were dead in our transgressions and sins. Don't switch off from this because it's important. We were dead. That's who we was. Separated from God. Under the dominating rule and power of Satan. Powerless, trapped in our addictions and trapped in our cravings. And the most awful thing of all, we were under an object of God's holy holy anger. We've been singing about a holy God. It's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of a living God, a holy God. It's not a pretty picture. Ephesians 2 doesn't paint a pretty picture and it's unpleasant, I know. And it's not comfortable. It's not a comfortable picture to view. But there is a but. And it's a big but. What are you laughing at? <laughs> eh? There's a lot of big butts in the Bible, I'll have you know. Eh? It's true. A man tied his ass to a tree and walked 40 miles. That's a big butt. I tell you, 40 miles he walked. Tied, eh? By the way, ass is another name for donkey and not, not to be used for anything else. Man tied another donkey to a tree and walked three days. Three days into town. There's, a big, there's some big butts in the Bible. But this has to be one of the biggest butts. It says this. It says, but because of God's great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ. <laughs> Sorry? Yes. Yes. Alive in Christ. Even when we were dead. Even when we were dead in our transgressions and sins. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated him with us in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming age he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of yourself, it's a gift of God. Not by works, so nobody can boast. We'll show, we're going to show these later on. I can't wait to see them. I can't wait to see them. God intervenes. His great love and through his priceless treasured masterpiece, God's exact representation, humanity's perfect portrait the one and only Son of God, Jesus Christ. It is through Christ, instead of death, we are made alive. Instead of separation, we're reconciled to a loving God. Instead of, we're rescued from Satan and his power and his dominion over us. We're given a new nature and, and, and new desires and new thoughts. We become new creations in Christ. Instead of objects of wrath, in Christ, we become objects of mercy 
and kindness. God gives us a new standing. Is anybody on the floor today? Is anybody right down on the floor? God gives us a new standing through Jesus Christ. Is anybody weary, tired of doing good, tired of trying to do what's right? God gives us a new seat to sit on, and it's in Christ. I don't mean that literally, by the way. That would just be weird and awkward if we're all going around sat on a seat like this. It's about identity and position. It's a new identity and a place that we sit. Every good work prepared beforehand flows from an identity of being united together with Christ. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Nothing of any real significance anyway. And certainly nothing of worldwide significance. Do you believe that, church? Fifty people in a room, do you believe in worldwide significance? I'm not talking about success. I'm not talking about numbers of bums on seats. Significance is different from success. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. She sat at the feet of Jesus. And the Bible records that that act, that work, will be remembered forever. Every time the gospel is preached, that act of sitting with Jesus will be remembered. The works that God has planned for us and prepared beforehand for Freedom Church have eternal significance. Surely, if that's where we're heading, if that's where we're destined, surely the works that we're to be involved with is to have eternal purpose. And all this is of grace. Because it's by grace we've been saved through faith in Jesus Christ. Not because of works, but saved for works. And what do these works look like? There's a short answer because we're coming into land. They're multicolored and they're multifaceted. Ephesians 3.10 says, Now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known. Through the church, the more literal translation for manifold is multicolored, multifaceted. And a definition of wisdom, I found this definition, I thought it was really good. Can I read it? Hey, I'm not... I've just found it and I'll go through it anyway. God's wisdom means that God always chooses the best goals and the best means for those goals. Are you still with me? Yeah? God's direction about what he will do are always wise decisions. You'd agree with that? Always wise decisions. Just two minutes, sweetheart. They always bring about the best results from God's ultimate purpose. These works beforehand have got an eternal significance it's from it's from God's ultimate perspective and they will bring about and any 
they will bring about those results through the best possible means. Okay, so God will do the best possible means of bringing about what he wants to do. It is now through the church. There's no plan B, unfortunately. God's chosen means of displaying Jesus in Chester and beyond is you and me. There you go. God's manifold wisdom. Have a look around. Have a look around. God's manifold wisdom. God's multicolored, multifaceted wisdom. Plan A. As a people gathered in Chester, here at Freedom Church, the Bible delivers truth not only to be received, but to be embodied by a people. We are God's beautiful work of art, demonstrating the multicolored, multifaceted wisdom of God, created in Christ Jesus for good works, that He has destined, destined for us to do together for the display of His glory and His grace. Let us rejoice in who God has made us to be. Let us celebrate. In, in what God wants to do through us at Freedom Church. We are a work of art, a beautiful poem, a family created in Christ Jesus to be on mission together. What sort of people does God use? There's people here already, as I've been speaking, discounting themselves from this beautiful picture. I just believe that there's people here today that are discounting themselves from God's beautiful picture. Now you see, when we're away from Christ, it's like living in black and white. It's like living with a black and white television. But when we come to Christ, the television becomes HD. It becomes technical. As we come to Christ... Lives change from black and white to technicolor. And when we're in Christ, Christian, we're HD ready. There's some Christians today who are HD ready. It's time to switch on the HD. It's time to switch on the HD. This is my daughter's, uh, this is my daughter's uh, art box. It's full of pencils and pens, all different colors. There's wax crayons, there's glue, there's, oh, there's, there's all sorts of weird and wonderful things, eh? We're God's multicolored, multifaceted people. If you're not in the box, there's an opportunity today to come to Christ. If you're not in the box, there's an opportunity to come to Christ today. If you're in the box, God's laying a challenge out for us. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Just have a think about that. When was the last time? When Les shared that earlier, Les had not interpreted a tongue at church before. But as Les interpreted the tongue, we saw a beautiful colour from God. These other people who are starting to get stirrings from God, pictures from God, 
You're getting maybe scriptures from God. Maybe your heart flutters. Maybe you, you start to, you just know that something, there's something to share. Can I encourage you? Show your colours. We are a church together and we want to see God. And the way we do that is by showing us colours. For us, as a challenge for us all, as Matthew's led us in communion, it's time to show us true colours. It's time to let the multifaceted, multi-coloured wisdom of God shine through at Freedom Church. Created because of Christ Jesus. Amen. Just before you discount yourself once more, this is the sort of people God uses, right? Shall we just, let's let the word of God teach us. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Whoa, sounds familiar. Not many of you were powerful. Not many of you were noble of birth. But God chose what was foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what was weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what was low and despised in the world and the things that are not and to bring to nothing things that are so that no human being may boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us the wisdom of God. Oh, don't discount yourself, church. Wherever you're coming from, whether you're coming off the floor or, you have it, or God's bringing you down to earth, don't discount yourself from being involved in the good works God has prepared beforehand for us to walk in together. In Jesus' name, amen.